What is going on? This is Noah Heron, and you are listening to Season 2. Season 2. We made it to Season 2, by the grace of God. The Season 2 All Our Ways podcast. I am so excited that you are joining me for what I think is going to be an incredible season of conversations about Jesus, the ways we follow him, different generations, different perspectives. It's going to be awesome. But before we jump into the first episode, which you are going to love, I have to give a huge shout out to our season two podcast sponsor, One Hope. Now, if you're not familiar with the One Hope organization, they are on a mission to bring God's word to every single child in the world. You heard that right. Every single child from children in the U.S. who might be glued to their tablets to teens in India who could be struggling with identity to kids in unreached countries who have never heard the name of Jesus before. One Hope is here to help them engage with God's word in a unique way way designed just for them. Um, I can say from personal experience, I've seen what One Hope does up close and personal. What I love about them is they're making this uh, not a one-size-fits-all model, but very specific to kids in their cultures, in their context, so that the gospel can be most effective. And it's so exciting. Um, We can be a part. That's the coolest part. For only $1, you can put God's Word in the hands of three kids around the world. Think about that. Um, For the cost of a cup of coffee, you could potentially introduce 12 kids to Jesus. It is absolutely incredible. Not a better cause out there. And uh, it's just an honor to be partnering with them on this All Our Ways podcast. If you'd like to learn more, join the movement, maybe skip out on the coffee today and help kids hear the gospel, you can just visit One Hope at www.onehope.net slash all our ways. Go check them out. Also, last but not least, I wrote a book. It's called Viral Jesus. I'm not going to pitch it to you, but I think it's good. My wife says she liked it. I hope that you will too. Uh, You can check it out on Amazon. Just search Viral Jesus by Noah Heron. It's how one man broke the algorithm forever. Enough said. Hey, today, We've got an incredible guest. He's one of my best friends in the world. His name is Cole LeBrant. Cole is a YouTuber. He is uh, most known for being Savannah's husband. He is the dad of Everly Posey and Zeland LeBrant. And um, man, this guy, can't say enough about him. He's an incredible friend, an incredible husband, an incredible dad. He does really creative stuff, and uh, I think the thing that I admire about him the most is that through every season of his life, he's managed to keep Jesus first. And throughout our conversation, I think you're going to hear the love of Jesus come through. I think that you're going to be really inspired, challenged, hopefully encouraged in your own walk with Jesus. Uh, So without further ado, my good friend, Cole LeBrant. We are on. Cole, welcome to the All Our Ways podcast, man. Yeah. Hey, thanks for having me. I'm happy. <laughs> so uh, a lot going on. You, uh, We just talked, caught up a little bit, got the kids down, and um, you guys have three now. And so with that, uh, schedule is probably way busier than it ever has been um, since you and Savannah got married. And so uh, something that we've talked a lot about on this podcast. It's just like kind of the daily rhythms of following Jesus, like, you know, kind of a routine, like a schedule. 
Um, some people have them, some people don't. For you, do you have like a routine of like quiet time, uh, Bible time? Like, what does that look like for you? Yeah, yeah, that's a good question. With uh, obviously entering into having three kids and, you know, my wife and I working full time from home and um, just balancing all of that, we've found ourselves getting into a very uh, almost a dangerous routine where it's, it's pretty precise and exact most weeks and most days. Um, and I feel like obviously prioritizing our lives, you know, pyramid scheme wise, it's, um, always trying to put Jesus at the top. And so with that is, uh, and, and one of my good buddies, as you know, Chris Estrada reminded me of this because because we, we we fail all the time like uh i i forgot to include jesus here or i i, I failed jesus here or i didn't read my bible enough or pray enough here and uh he reminded us that you know the bible says to, to pray without ceasing and essentially that he doesn't ever pray longer than five minutes but he doesn't go five minutes without praying and that like reassured me a ton in the sense of like I, I guess it almost made me feel like maybe I'm doing better than I thought I was because I'm always talking to God throughout my day with yeah. all situations, you know, in my car, if I'm headed somewhere, I'm at the house stressed out with kids. I'm about to go into a meeting with work, you know, whatever it is, it's little small conversations with God of like, almost like how you quickly prayed over this podcast right before you we went into it. Just little things like that. You know, I did it before I opened this up. Just, just talking with God, a constant conversation with God. I think that that's what God means by, pray without ceasing is not, uh, not that you're literally, and, and I'm not saying that this is bad. I think that there right. needs to be points where you're on your knees, maybe praying for 12 hours straight, but I don't think that's necessarily what the Bible is always talking about. I think it's, you know, you don't even need, need to necessarily say amen after all your prayers. It's like, I'm just talking to you, God, like, you know, yeah. you, you want to know everything about us. You love us more than we'll ever love our kids. So uh, yeah, I mean, schedule has been important, but I, I, I think realizing that it, you know, fitting God in obviously is so important, but not feeling guilty whenever um, it, it, it's almost more casual at times, you know, God, God loves the casual moments as well. So we don't, I think like what I hear you saying is like talking with God doesn't have to be this like over spiritualized, like, let me go get alone and make sure like everything's off. Like my kids are not, you know, going crazy yeah. or, or anything like that for me to hear from God, but you can actually just like communicate with them like you would a friend. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Well, and I, I love for, you know, a big thing with me and like, we've actually been going to a new church is actually Chris's, Chris Estrada and his family's yeah. church. Um, we're super stoked about it, but like, it, you know, they're, they're really big about, you know, obviously loving Jesus and the power of the Holy spirit without it being weird. Um, and like, I just want people to like see me living for Jesus and just a normal everyday way to where like, I'm literally thanking God for the big things, for the small things. Like you said, not necessarily having to be like, okay, hold on. I'm gonna go in my quiet place. And I think that having a quiet place is great. And, yeah. and, and that none of that's bad. But obviously, just like literally talking to God and, and inviting him to everything and then keeping him in a box that he's only for this time. I think he should yeah. be for that, that quiet time, but also for all the nonchalant, casual, as we know, life can just be very mundane at times. So um, something you said, I think, is really common for, uh, for Christians, you know, whether you've been following Jesus uh, for your whole life or since yesterday. 
of this like idea of like having a bad day where uh, you maybe don't pray or you don't read the Bible and um, maybe a string of bad days. Shoot, maybe you have a bad month um, and then you start to feel bad. You talked about that, you know, feeling bad, kind of beating yourself up a little bit. I know for me personally, um, that's happened tons of times, you know, and uh, I think that when that happens, we have a choice to either let that kind of guilt push us even further away from Jesus, or we have a choice to let it push us closer to Jesus. When that happens in, in your life, the experience of just kind of feeling guilty for where your relationship with Jesus is, um, what do you tell yourself? You know, what do you remind yourself? Like, what is the way to kind of get out of that funk that's worked for you? Yeah, yeah. Um, obviously, I, I think that answer can be different for a lot of people. And there's not one exact answer. I would say for me, um, it's reminding myself to be humble in the sense of to really uh, humble myself before God, because God wants, you know, I mean, I mean, the Bible talks about pride almost more than anything. Mm. And I think with that, uh, God wants us to humble ourselves, even when we are thinking so poorly of ourselves, that I think that whenever we uh, can take on, you know, the, the, the sense of shame or whatever else, it makes us selfish as, as you know, tough as that, that can be to hear. Um, so I think you need to humble yourself before God and realize like, even in that low point that like, no, 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 this isn't about me. You know, yeah. that like, even though like I'm now I'm making it about me and my shame and my guilt, this isn't about me. It's about Jesus. And it always will be about Jesus. So even whenever you're up here and God needs to humble you to bring you down here, I think that whenever you're down here, Jesus reminds you and he humbles you to bring you back up to where you need to be so oh, i just try so to help myself so but good it's, man. it's not easier said than done because obviously whenever you're carrying that that weight of man i haven't talked to jesus in three weeks and because life's been good and i'll get hit by a brick and man how many times have i done this like i've said god i'm never you know I get in this low moment and I'm like, okay, God, if you get me through the low moment, then I'm going to stay good with you. And then he gets mm. you there and then like, okay, sweet. Life's good. So I'm going to like, you know, I'll like do my casual thing. The casual thing turns into not talking to Jesus for two weeks yeah. and then boom, you hit with a brick. And I think that shame of, for me, it's almost like, man, how am I here again and again yeah. and again and again? Um, but yeah, I mean, it's just, we just can't fathom God's mercy, which yeah. is, it's just beyond us. Dude, it's almost like when you're experiencing that like up and down like roller coaster ride, you can almost become like emotionally like burnt a little bit, like when you're going through that. And it was it was really a big reason for me why um, the first part of my life I didn't live for Jesus because I just was like I don't understand, you know, like how come I'm not changing faster? That was like a really big thing for me. And I think the key word for me is the word you just said, like mercy. Like when my focus went on, not on like my performance and like, how do I fix this? But instead on the mercy of Jesus, that he would still like die for me, knowing that it was going to be impossible for me to truly live for him, you know, perfectly. Um, and he still, you know, died for that version of me, that mercy uh, that's really where the 
rejuvenation of like my soul started happening. Um, and I just, I think it's so cool hearing you say that word because that's like a common theme to me with, with people who are riding that roller coaster. It's like, it starts to, to really shift in their life when they're focused more on, on God's grace. I think I actually saw you tweet one time, um, that you're not going to focus on how much you love God because your love fails, but you're going to focus on how much God loves you because his love never fails. Would you elaborate on that? Cause I think it's exactly what we're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and it kind of goes back a little bit to what I was saying about, you know, humbling yourself before God, but also the whole point of the gospel that it's the whole point of the gospel is entirely what God and Jesus did for us. You know, I mean, that's where Christianity is different than just about every other religion. I think every other religion is that it's nothing that we could ever do good or bad, which, you know, thank God that we can't earn our way into heaven because of that. We can't earn our way out of heaven. You know, there's nothing too bad or too good that would, you know, have anything to do with salvation. So it's all based on how much God loves us. And, um, I mean, that's just the best news in the entire world. It's just like we have a savior who loves us so much. And because his love is so great, we can spend eternity with him. And and that's not a hall pass, you know, unfortunately it's not because I think it's easy to hear that. And, and, you know, we we're all guilty of, um, you know, using, using God's grace as a hall pass for sin. I mean, Paul even talks about, you know, don't, don't let it be an excuse to keep sinning, but Mm -hmm. as we accept Jesus, and it doesn't happen overnight. Like you said, I mean, it can, it'll take years and years and years, but the longer that Jesus is working in your life, um, the more you realize that it's about him and how much you fail him daily. And it just, uh, grows that gratitude of, of salvation. Yeah, man. I, I think, um, we've talked about this before when, uh, Maddie and I were out there, but this idea of like tomorrow, I'm going to be a better blank you know I'm gonna be a better husband because of Jesus like I'm gonna be a better dad you know you you for kids me for a dog right now but I'm gonna be a better dad because of Jesus you know um there's some Justin Bieber has the better at 70 tattoo that a bunch of like the pastors got just the same principle um what do you think that really looks like on a practical level like how do we how do we make sure that like today we're becoming better, like blank? Yeah. Well, that, that that's a good one. I mean, I think that's really our culture today. You know, I, I think our culture today is so different than it was with our, our parents' generation. Mm-hmm. I listened to a long sermon. Um, it was, I, I usually don't listen to sermons that are like an hour and a half long, but I listened to one by Tim Keller. Uh, it was kind of talking about like the future of our church and stuff. And um, he, he kind of explained how like 40 years ago uh, uh, people wanted to be good. Mm. You know, that, 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 that's like, how it's about being yourself. Um, yeah. and, and, and I think that both are good, but like 2020 is a year of like identity and, you know, finding who you are. And so I, I think, I think with that just comes a lot of weight. Mm. Uh, um, and, and it's just a day by day thing of like realizing who you are, becoming who you are. But obviously as Christians, 
it's it's about becoming more and more like Jesus. So it's like instead yeah. of looking at ourselves and who are we, it's sacrificing ourselves to become like Jesus. Mm-hmm. And um, man, I, I just think that's that's a hard thing for people to do today. I, I mean, I, I think all throughout history, that's the hardest thing. I mean, pick up your cross and follow me. That's that's why Jesus only had essentially twelve disciples following him because everyone else left. Um, he would have tens of thousands of people come and listen to him. But then if he says, Hey, you know, don't let the dead bury the dead and come follow me. It's like, so I just think day by day, it's just that slow process of like, man, I'm just really going to deny myself today. And obviously as painful as that sounds, I think that you find the beauty in the ashes of it. So uh, it's a day by day thing that you obviously don't look back yesterday and say, man, I look so different from yesterday. But yeah. I can look back five years ago and be like, holy crap, because of the mm. small, the small things that mattered, you know, whether it's make, staying on a schedule or, you know, trying your best to go longer and longer without that addiction that you've been falling back into. It's like, man, I, I still keep falling into it. Mm. But this time I went, you know, two weeks, three months, you know, it's like, man, like, I'm so like, thank God I'm not where I was five, 10 years ago. Yeah. Um, Dude, that's so good. I, I hope that anyone who's like listening right now just be encouraged by, you know, you don't always feel that change, um, but you just keep stepping, you just keep believing, keep putting yourself around the things of God and in the presence of God. And then you look back, like you said, and maybe it's, you look back three months or a year or whatever, but you'll see it then. And that's super encouraging. Um, well, I'm gonna I switch. Yeah, go, yeah, go ahead. I'm going to throw one more thing. I think almost even bigger than all that is, and this isn't obvious, but obviously I think that we need to be reminded of it a lot is just surrounding yourself with people that you want to become mm-hmm. like, you mm-hmm. know, I mean, day by day, if you're surrounding, if you're just around people that you want to be like, then you will slowly day by day start to become like them. If it's just yeah. yourself or you're around people that, that are the exact same, you guys aren't getting anywhere or you're at the top of your group, then you can't right. expect yourself to, to go up. So, yeah. Dude, that's like the perfect segue. It's like you have my notes uh, that I have in the corner of my screen because um, what I want to talk about next is community. Uh, we're kind of focusing first part of this conversation on the behind the scenes, kind of how, you know, the ways we follow Jesus and uh, a really big way that we follow Jesus is through community. Um, but that's not always the case for, for Christians. Uh, a lot of times, you know, Christians can kind of go solo and um, live a different way. But something that Maddie and I have really admired about you and Savannah is that you guys have your church family, right? You guys are faithful. You go to church every Sunday. Um, if you can't go in person, you're watching online, like you're, you're committed, like you're faithful. And then you've got friends all over the country, you know, that you guys are very intentional with, um, letting us come out there, hang out with you guys. You know, we all stay like connect connected. Uh, I think we're in a couple group texts with some guys, you know, and like, that's very intentional. But then the last time I was there, um, out in California with you guys, I learned about your small group of people who are like there in California you know, doing life with you guys and you guys are gathering together, like pushing each other, following Jesus. And I just think that is such a beautiful uh, example of what the New Testament church looked like and what I think Jesus modeled 
um, through his teachings that we should aspire to be like, what are some, some reasons you guys started doing that? And like, what are some, some things that have come out of it that have encouraged you? Yeah. Um, I, I would say with that, you know, we realized early on, as I think so many people in the Christian faith have that you can't do this alone. And I mean, the Bible is just so transparent on community, community, community. Um, so we've always tried to make that something that we're super intentional about. And obviously we have higher seasons and lower seasons. And obviously with COVID and shutdowns, that was a very interesting season, I think for everybody um, that we just had to navigate through. But yeah, I, I mean, being, being involved in a church in person, I, I just think that's so important. I mean, we realized that we started going back literally three weeks ago out here in California. A lot of churches just, just started opening up. I mean, we're doing outside services and it's, it's not the same, but just being in that community, we're like, wow, like we literally felt our hearts like, you know, remember what it had forgotten for almost like seven months. I and mean, we were doing online church, but it's just, it's, you know, a, a lot of churches, they, they have those uh, rooted programs. That's what our, our church called it, rooted life groups, whatever it is. Um, so when we first got married, we were like, okay, this is what we have to do. Join a married life group. Like we need yeah. accountability. We need men and women of the same faith in our life. So we did two or three of those at our church. Um, and, and honestly, it was unfortunate because we heard so many awesome things. Like the pastor would like stand up on Sundays and be like, if you aren't connected and rooted, you need to do rooted because it's going to change your life. You're going to meet people who are your best friends, who are going to be whatever, all this stuff. We're like, awesome. Um, we do rooted and we were just like, man, like we just didn't, we just weren't vibing with it. Like, I, 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 I might've been us. Like I, it, it might've been us, but we're in an interesting season where obviously Savannah had Everly at 19, which would have made me 16. Um, and most people in California aren't having their first kid till they're 30, which would make yeah. a kid, someone with a five-year-old 35. So here I was 21, 22 with a five-year-old. So we didn't really fit in. It's like, do we join a young person study hmm. with people who don't have kids? Do we join an older person study? So, so that was the reason that we were like, let's just get our friends because our friends yeah. get us, you know, mm. we don't all go to the same, the same church. We don't have the same jobs. We, you know, a lot of some, some of the people in our group didn't even have necessarily the same faith. We had people mm. coming who were Catholic and people who weren't even sure if they really believed in God and all over the place. But we're like, we love these guys. They're our friends. Let's just get together talk about life and talk about Jesus and keep it simple. Yeah. And God's, God's really transformed into a beautiful thing that, you know, here we are three years later and we meet every Wednesday. And um, I mean, just looking back to day one, especially on some of the couples and in minus and minus marriage, you know, like you said, the day by day things and the week by week things you don't always notice, but looking back to the beginning of it and seeing it now, it's like, when we have some couples who are really on fire for, for God and Jesus and the Holy spirit and just really wanting to see him move. And, wow. and, um, yeah, I, I mean, it's in the Bible. So we're, we're going to believe that. <laughs> I think, uh, I'm going to use that as the promo, like quote, uh, you know, it's in the Bible. So we're going to believe that. That's so good. Bible, so, you know, I mean, there's, there's, there's so many things I, at the end of the day, it's like, you know, you, and obviously with community, that's a given, even, even, yeah. You know, this is something that I gotta like even tell some of my non-Christian friends. Like, man, there's so many biblical principles like mm. community 
and, and so many things. Like if you were to put into practice and still not even believe in Jesus, your life would be so much better. Yeah. But obviously at, at Jesus, the ultimate secret recipe, it's like, look, the Bible has a way that he wants us to live abundantly. Let's, let's yeah. choose to follow that. Come on, man. I'm, it just uh, hearing you talk about the friends part, like, hey, like, we're just gonna, we're just gonna do this with friends. I, that to me is so like practical and helpful to someone listening. It's like, I just don't know, you know, just grab a friend, right? Like, just like, hold each other accountable, you know, be there for each other. Um, it reminds me of David in the Bible, when he was about to become king, he, you know, he's dealing with this psychopath king and all that stuff. Um, and God didn't give him like a fat bank account. God didn't give him this crazy army. He literally just gave him a friend, right? He just gave him Jonathan, like when it was time for him to step into his calling. And um, I think that that's the exact same thing that God does for us is like, he calls us to do these awesome things. But a lot of times it doesn't happen the way we think it does. Like it happens through a conversation with a friend, you know, like the encouragement we need happens through conversation with a friend. Um, an example of that in uh, Maddie's, Maddie and I's life is like when we started dating and we came out uh, to Cali with you guys, like that was such a moment, like pivotal moment in our relationship that we talk about because seeing the way that, like I'm watching Maddie, like she's watching me, like we're hanging out with you guys. You guys are married, you have kids, you know, uh, I don't, I think you just had Ev at the time, but you were about to have Posey and just like being around you guys and like seeing the way that y'all lived and interacted and just like encouraged us, it gave us like confidence that like, Hey, like, you know, we haven't like got this all figured out, but like we love each other and like we love Jesus and that's enough. So we can step into this beautiful like season um, without being worried, you know? And so I think people listening, like don't, don't dismiss friends' voices in your life, you know, especially if they, if they love Jesus, sometimes Jesus chooses to speak through your friends. I don't know. It's in the Bible. So we're, yeah. we're going to believe it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Hey, that, that's so powerful right there, man. I love that. So I want to wrap up um, conversation just with a couple rapid fires. So just give me rapid fire answer to three questions. Here we go. If you were going to give a TED talk on anything besides being a parent and besides being a YouTuber, what, and and besides anything to do with Jesus, what would (laughs) your TED talk be on and why? Golly, man that rapid fire like that's like intense you you took away like my identity you took away jesus my family and my job i'm trying (laughs) so now i gotta think of this i'm trying to find the hidden passion we had tiffany hammer from elevation on here and she like immediately was like making guacamole and i was like okay (laughs) yeah i i mean i mean golly i i don't know it's funny because i've uh Man, I, I can't even give an answer on that, honestly. I, I mean, it's ridiculous, but I, I, like the first thing that comes to my head is just like Pokemon. I yeah, just know. I was going to guess. I just know a lot. I know a lot about Pokemon. And so, like, if I were like to give a talk about something that I just like know a crap ton of stuff about and I'm super passionate about, that's not yeah. anything that's like too important. Yeah. It'd be Pokemon. 
Wow. Incredible. Inc- okay, wait, wait, wait. Follow-up question really yeah, quick. I, 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 can do, I can do a very good Pokemon TED Talk. Okay, follow-up question. You know, stay listening even if you don't know anything about Pokemon, but for Pokemon lovers, here we go. Uh, Squirtle, uh, like out of the main three, you know, Squirtle, Bul- uh, what's the... Charmander, original? Bulbasaur, yeah. Bulbasaur, yeah, Bulbasaur. I couldn't think of that name. Out of those three, which one? Uh, I mean, I got to go with, with Charmander. I, I got to okay. mention the Charizard, you know? Yeah. I, I, it's basic, but but he's the best, in my opinion. Dude, I always, always is sick. Like, I don't think anybody likes him anymore. But. <laughs> dude, I always, like, the, the, fi- the first stage of them, I always thought Squirtle was the coolest. But the last stage, yeah. I was like, ah, you know. I, I'd rather have Charizard, too. So. Yeah. Okay, we're done nerding out. Two more questions. Here we go. Favorite movie? Man, that's a good one. Favorite, like, like all time or recently? All time. Oof. See, I'm a big, uh, like, I love Saving Private Ryan. Like, if I'm going to show somebody a movie, yeah. Saving Private Ryan, I love Braveheart. Um, those two are the two that come to my head. And honestly, we love The Notebook in this house. So, like, if I'm going to go, like, something else, Notebook, but probably Save Private Ryan and Braveheart is where it's at for us. Come for me, on. Savannah would have to. <laughs> so one of the themes um, on the podcast has been uh, talking about like Sabbath and like the like your day off, and I, I think sometimes we misconstrue like the idea of Sabbath as being like this day that we're just lazy, but it's actually like a day that we really enjoy and like have pleasure in. So what would be like your ideal? like Sabbath or just like day, like where you are going to have fun and enjoy the day. What would that look like? Yeah. I mean, my ideal day would definitely be super typical. Um, probably just hit, hit up the beach. Um, you know, we got some great beaches out in California, depending on the weather and, and just having my family with, with no plans, no plans yeah. at all. Uh, hit the beach, eat some good grub, watch the sun go down. We got some bonfires on the beach. Either that or literally stay home and not leave the house. That's one of my favorite <laughs> things to do. I mean, we, we do that a lot, but it just never gets old. For some reason, just staying home, making sure that nobody comes over, nobody yeah. leaves, maybe just like postmate food all day long. Don't even like leave the couch. That's a good day of rest too. <laughs> Dude, I think we did that uh, the first time we were in California with you, with you guys. We got Postmate for three meals in one day, and it was a oh. spiritual experience. We yeah, had never even. There's something so significant to like. Man, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna even open that fridge really today. Like it's just yeah. gonna come knocking on my door. <laughs> Keep it shut. Just bring the Chick Fil A. Like rain the Chick Chick Fil A chicken biscuits. Yeah. Like, like I don't. Even, I don't even want to see who's dropping it off. Like just ring the doorbell, run away. I'm gonna like come out of my cave. You're just gonna see a hand come out and snatch it. <laughs> oh, oh man. That's my cool. Sabbath day. <laughs> this was uh, this is awesome, man. Thank you for taking the time. Uh, everyone listening, you can follow Cole his whole family uh, on. Uh, social media, YouTube, all the links will be in the description. But um, thanks so much for taking time and uh, encouraging people on the pod. Yeah, I appreciate it. This is a blast.